What a week ahead, but will it be the last? This is Way Over Our Heads. It's a weather and climate podcast. I'm Jim Dubois. Kenny Blumenfeld is a climatologist. Kenny, how are you doing on this beautiful Sunday? It is. I mean, you know, normally you wouldn't you wouldn't talk about this kind of Sunday being all that beautiful, but back against that Saturday, which was just dreary and cold and raw. Yeah, Sunday's looking pretty nice, isn't it? I'm doing well. How are you, Jim? You know, I'm great, Kenny. And you're right about that. I mean, today the high temperature is in the low 50s, but for some reason it feels good. And I guess to your point, it's relative because it's been pretty chilly the last few days. But we do have a glorious week ahead. We'll get to that in a little bit. But let's recap September, Kenny. And uh, before we recap September, let's just mention that this summer was one of the warmest on record in Minnesota, correct? Yes, it was a top 10 summer across the state. I mean, now remember, when we talk about summer, we're talking about the climatological or meteorological summer of June, July, and August. And all three months were above normal for temperature. None of them were extraordinarily warm. They were just all above normal. But when you take those three months and then run them together and they're all above normal, well, you you end up with one of the warmest summers on record. And uh, and another climatologist and I were looking at this and there really weren't any kind of, you know, blockbuster uh, events that people are going to remember from the summer in terms of warmth. There were no excruciating heat waves. There were a couple days that were very humid uh, and a couple days that were very warm, but it wasn't particularly hot. We didn't have an unusual number of days above 90 or nights even above 70 degrees. What we really lacked though, once we got out of June, were those really cool nights. We just didn't have very many of them. Not saying we had none, we just didn't have as many as we normally have. And so yeah, it ended up being when you kind of put it all together, that persistent warmth, we end up with a top 10 summer across the state. And you know, precipitation was really hit or miss. It depends on where you were, but on a statewide basis, we also ended up in about the top 25 for precipitation. So it wasn't you know, an incredibly wet summer. But when you add up all the positives and the negatives, and there were there were these kind of surpluses and deficits around the state, we ended up uh, still on the plus side. And uh, so turned out to be a warm and wet summer. Now, as for September, it was, I think, cooler and probably drier than usual, correct? Uh, absolutely, yeah. September... Yeah, some of the final numbers, the ones where we, we are able to average everything around the state, that's not really done usually until the right around the, between the 6th and the 8th of the month at the national level. And then you just cut out your state's part of it. But we, we from looking at the individual stations, we know where this one is going. It was cool and dry at every station in Minnesota in September. So, so we know... We know that uh, that's probably how the state is going to shape up, too. We didn't have any really big rainfall events. A little unusual, in the last several years, there has been at least one kind of heavy rainfall event in Minnesota during September. You know, we did have some strong thunderstorms, and we had some hail, and we had some some good wind gusts, and uh, there definitely was weather to talk about. But it wasn't uh, it wasn't a particularly stormy or wet month. 
a lot of areas got boosted into either closer to drought or a little deeper into drought. Uh, the Twin Cities area is now abnormally dry. Uh, the Duluth area is back into moderate drought, and there's a little, a few other areas around the state that are running deep enough moisture deficits that they're back into either pre-drought or drought-like territory. Uh, there was a kind of notable cold outbreak in the early middle part of the month. And that kind of kicked a lot of the fall colors into gear a bit early. And uh, because it produced deep freezing conditions in parts of Northern Minnesota where temperatures fell into the twenties and even the mid twenties in some places. So uh, yeah, a month that I, I don't think anyone's gonna remember it being particularly warm or hot. Um, you'll remember some cool days and you'll remember the lack of precipitation. Well, it might be a little bit early to worry about this, but I'm thinking if we go into winter with a deficit in terms of precipitation, does that bode poorly for agriculture come next spring? Is it nice to have kind of a wet fall, at least not a fall that's too wet where it interferes with harvest, but is it nice to go in with a bit of a precipitation surplus uh, as yeah. we go into winter? Like a little money in the bank, so to speak? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, I mean, so say you have a normal growing season and everything's just, you know, right around average. It's not too wet. It's not too dry. If after the harvest, you get a little bump of precipitation and, you know, you're at a time of year where water doesn't evaporate very quickly. And so some of it just stays in the soil and then the soil freezes up. Uh, I, I think farmers are okay with that. But what we had in the last couple of years uh, was the huge amounts of precipitation in the fall that all but guaranteed problematic moisture in the spring. And that is a situation that I know farmers are, are really excited about maybe not facing again. And so we still probably have a month at least before we're really starting to see frozen conditions creeping from north to south. And so I suppose we still could turn very wet, but but it does look promising that we're not going to go in with that, that huge moisture surplus. But to your other, sort of to the question you're asking about, you know, would you rather have it be too wet versus too dry? I think it kind of depends on the context. I think that we've been dry this year and that in a lot of agricultural areas, and that gets on one hand, it's relief for farmers who I think had just been plagued by too much water for, in some cases, multiple years on end. But I also think that it makes you nervous because at any time you're only, you know, a month, maybe two months away from, from being in drought conditions. And so, you know, you start to get real problems with crops. So I think that this is actually a pretty good situation where, um, you know, winter is, winter's kind of our dry season here in Minnesota. And so we don't typically expect a lot of precipitation and it's fairly easy to go into deficit, minor deficit, if you don't get much during the winter. Uh, I don't think any of that is critical. It's going to be hard to, to advance deeper into serious drought, basically from November anyway, into March. I mean, if we get no precipitation, then we're going to be looking at really dry soils. But there's just only, you know, think about 
November, December, January, February, where, where most places average one or maybe two inches of precipitation per month. And so if you, if you only get half of that, well, sure, it's 50% deficit, but you're only really down by a couple or maybe a few inches over the whole season. If you have that same kind of issue happening in, say, June, July, and August, when most places get four or five inches of precipitation per month, well, then after that three, if you end up getting just 50%, now you're down you know, six, maybe eight inches of precipitation. So it's a much more sizable deficit, and it's harder to work your way back. So we're kind of in a good position where if we, if we do continue to be anomalously dry, the deficits won't really accelerate very much over the winter. And I, I don't think the, the severity of the drought conditions will, will get too out of control. And all it takes is a, you know, a couple well-timed large regional precipitation events and we're, we're back to normal. So I think we're in an okay situation, Jim. I think that uh, we've heard fewer complaints about the conditions this year than than for <laughs> that we had in, since maybe 2016. So I think we're, we're doing okay. Well, Kenny, one thing that characterized September were wildfires throughout the mm-hmm. West Coast of the United States. Kenny, do those events have any impact on the weather or the climate? Yeah, so on our weather and climate, they do. Um, I mean, I think everybody noticed there was a, we had these kind of smoky sunsets where you could just see the sun and there was no, there was hardly any other light other than just the sun itself. And so you see this big, bright kind of orangish red ball, or even in some cases purple. Uh, And so that's because the smoke was filtering out some of that light. And when you filter enough light, you do prevent some of that, you know, kind of the prime shortwave energy that heats the earth from reaching it all the way reaching all the way down so it can affect our weather it can suppress temperatures a little bit and of course from an air quality standpoint it can put some additional pollutants in the air we didn't have any real problems with air quality here when we had the smoky skies because most of the smoke was pretty high in our atmosphere and wasn't down close to ground level where we would breathe it but uh, that can be a problem and it does, uh, you know, if you have a whole fall of, you know, widespread fires, then the areas that are downwind from those fires are going to have the kinds of conditions I just described. Yeah, but we got lucky in Minnesota in that we didn't have the, you know, poor air quality uh, for a long amount of time. We just had some kind of interesting optical effects. Well, let's talk about the wonderful week ahead, Kenny. We are looking at temperatures returning as far as highs to the 70s again, and it looks like this is going to continue, hopefully, right through this coming weekend. Yeah, it looks like a great week. I mean, I know you can't make everybody happy, and some people are really excited for fall to feel like fall, and some people just can't wait for winter, and some people say, I don't care if it's 75, I want it 90, but most people won't complain when temperatures hit, you know, that when it's sunny, when the winds are fairly light, and when the temperatures go 65 up to to 80. So we're going to take a big jump. Monday is going to, if you thought Sunday was good, mostly because Saturday was kind of lousy, Monday is going to feel like a whole new week because Monday is looking to be 15 degrees warmer, kind of across the board, 
than Sunday. So if we stayed in the 50s, most places on Sunday, look for widespread 60s and even 70s on Monday. What a day. I mean, just going to feel great. And, you know, one of those days where, I don't know, Jim, you, I mean, I know you're a summer guy, but you got to have some love for, for this kind of weather in fall. Do you get excited about it? Kenny, I have to tell you, fall is growing on me. This has been happening over the last, uh, I'd say, five or six years. And I would Hmm. say so far, with the exception of this past week, I have really enjoyed both meteorological fall and uh, solar fall. Is that the way to refer to? uh, Yeah, or astronomical. 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 There we go. Yes, I was looking for the word. Uh, I've been really happy so far. Yes. Yeah. So what what is it that you that's growing on you about fall? What is it that you like? Well, I tell you, I'm just kind of enjoying that crisp uh, feeling to the air, uh, the smells of autumn, the uh, the smells of falling leaves. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I I I'm finding myself starting to. I'll never be uh, a person who dislikes summer. I mean, summer is still the number one season for me. But I'm really, really starting to like fall. And this one's, I think, been off to a great start. And this week coming up is going to be fabulous. So I'm I'm, I'm more of a fall guy now, Kenny, than I was probably (laughs) half a dozen years ago. (laughs) Sure. Well, I mean, I I, I think that, you know, fall is kind of visually spectacular. That's obvious. I mean, it puts on this wonderful display of colors just above the ground. So that's really nice. And there's also that kind of anticipation of winter. And I know we've talked about this. I'm sure we talked about it in one of our last two. Well, depends on exactly when we started doing this podcast, but certainly last year we talked about how you get to this period right around the beginning of October and it's climatologically the most likely time of the year to produce clear skies. I mean, today is, today is, Sunday, October 4th, is kind of right out of the playbook from early, this sort of early October period. There have been, there were some great studies that were done in the 1980s, and it's not just the Twin Cities and Minnesota, it's actually the entire central part of North America, where the rainy season has ended, and notably, the trees have begun shutting down. There's not that, uh, because of the sunlight, you don't have evapotranspiration. And so that drops the amount of moisture in the atmosphere, which enables the uh, temperature to go from kind of cool in the morning to pretty warm in the afternoon. It, it moves us into sort of a more arid state. And that same arid state drops the relative humidity. So you end up with these, uh, you know, and it's not every year and every day during this time of year, but it is. More, again, more frequent than any other time of the year, that basically between kind of the latter part of September and the first week or so, you know, and it's give or take of October, you're more likely to have clear or fair weather than any other time of year. And uh, we're seeing it right before us uh, this week. It's, <laughs> it's going to be great. So we're going to have, you know, 60s and 70s on Monday, uh, 60s and 70s again on Tuesday, maybe a little bit cooler on Wednesday, but you, you'll barely notice. I mean, maybe temperatures staying mostly in the upper 50s and 60s should be sunny uh, with gentle, maybe some breezes all of those days. And then we warm right back up the end of the week. We could see 
as we get into the end of the week, we could see temperatures hitting the 80s in southern Minnesota. Um, we've been seeing signs of this, at least possible on Friday, that we have some temperatures rising into the low and mid 80s. And then things, you know, we get into the next weekend and that's kind of far off now. And it's not crystal clear exactly what the weather's going to be. But there are signs anyway that next Saturday, uh, if you look at the European model, it has temperatures close to 80 again in southern Minnesota. If you look at Sunday, uh, looking pretty nice. And then things maybe start to change the early part of next week. So we got a good week, just like you said at the beginning. We got what a week coming where temperatures during the day are going to be in the 60s and 70s, maybe even uh, a couple chances to hit the 80s, especially in southern and western Minnesota. And then we don't have any precipitation in this forecast until we get into uh, a different pattern, which is, again, at least a week away from now. So you're right, Jim. It's a, it's a marvelous week ahead. Well, then, Kenny, that begs the inevitable question. Is this it? <laughs> is this is this our last blast of great weather before uh, things take a turn? I don't I don't think so. To be honest, I, I, right now, I mean, right now we don't have the the pooling of the really okay. So before I get into the really deep explanation, I should mention or just remind us all that we're not totally at the mercy of of mysteries going on here. I mean. When we start to get big changes in the weather, you can usually just look upstream. So we can look to our north and west and see what's coming. And remember, fall is really the process of winter kind of moving in and replacing summer. So fall is a very changeable season, much more so than than summer or than winter. Think of summer and winter as your sort of destinations. You get to uh, either cold conditions or warm conditions, and then you kind of just stay there for a few months. Whereas with fall, of course, it starts out very summer-like and it ends pretty winter-like, and then the opposite is true with spring. And a lot of times you can kind of feel or you can sense that the big change is coming and you can look at the weather maps and you can see this big pool of cold air that's starting to build up in, in Canada. And for us, I mean, that sort of first winter surge usually comes through sometime in November, but often maybe we have a forerunning version that comes through sometime in October. We don't see anything like that right now. I mean, there hasn't been any indication from any of the numerical models or any of the surface weather observations that even in the places that are, you know, having the, the much longer nights uh, off to the north and northwest, and so they get less sunlight, and so they are cooling down, but we're not yet seeing that kind of critical mass of really cold air building up and pushing into central Canada, and then having that look of being poised to, to strike. And so without that, what that means is basically we're in the influence of westerly uh, air mass exchange patterns, which means we'll, you know we're, we get warm ahead of these systems, and then the cold front comes through and we cool down. But I don't see any kind of winter-like air masses for two weeks at least. So even if we do cool down a bit after, you know, we're going to have this amazing week and the other side of it probably won't be as amazing and we'll see temperatures fall and it'll get rainier. But uh, I don't see any indication that that's it. We very well might rebound by the middle or end of the month 
back into the, uh, it might not be 70s and 80s again, but into some really nice conditions. So I'm optimistic. There's a lot of signs that October is going to be a fantastic month. Uh, and it's certainly the first half of it. Once we get past basically yesterday, Saturday, October 3rd, once we get past that, certainly the first half or so of the month looks outstanding. So uh, mostly good news from a weather enjoyment standpoint. Well, Kenny, you are giving us hope. So let us enjoy this wonderful week ahead. And uh, Kenny, thanks again for checking in. We'll talk to you in about a week. And uh, we wish everybody a glorious fall week. Oh, yes. Yeah. Get out there. (laughs) Get out there. Have those uh, carefully have those evening bonfires because it is getting dry and have a, you know, grill out or do whatever you like to do outside. Do that yard work. Because we do know fall isn't always that forgiving. If, if you shirk those responsibilities, you, you might have to wait till March <laughs> to That's do it true. again. That's true. <laughs> Better uh, take advantage of it while you can. This is right. Way Over Our Heads. It's a weather and climate podcast. I'm Jim Dubois. Kenny Blumenfeld's a climatologist. Kenny, we'll check in with you next week. Great. Talk to you then. Thanks so much, Jim.